This episode brought to you by Bear Spray Unlimited. Are you always left waiting for your big boy at the bar? Wish you had a nice big brown bear to snuggle up with? All the bears are going to attack you with Bear Spray Unlimited. We have devised a special formula of hormones, sex smells, and mace that will bring all the big bears to your backyard. And for those who prefer a little less squashing in the bedroom, we also offer otter traps. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible, and glue glue bam bam to you all. Glue, glue, bam, bam. Glue, glue, bam, bam. We will go into glue, glue, bam, bam here <laughs> in a little, in, a, in just a just a minute. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. And you guys should check us out over at our website, horrormovietalk.com. From there, you can find links to most of our social media. I, I went to experiment with it, and I found that we don't have an icon for TikTok. The most important of... <laughs> yeah, I tried... <laughs> the the uh, the app that or the uh, plugin that I use for for uh, social media icons it doesn't have TikTok does not surprise me and I think somehow I put in what was the icon I think I found one for Reddit and got it to work yeah there's ways to add it but I haven't I can't remember don't, how I did don't it don't worry about it our TikTok offerings are fairly minimal but you can find us on Facebook Twitter Instagram Reddit. Check out our subreddit horror r slash uh, horror movie talk. Also, our YouTube channel. If if our po- episodes don't populate in like Spotify or something like that, if if you're really jonesing for your normal episode, you can always find um, you can always find our latest episode on our YouTube account. Uh, and I set them to post around 10 a.m., but I'll probably probably make them a little bit earlier than that. So um, we do po- post new episodes every single wednesday so make sure you subscribe and leave a rating on apple podcast that would help us out a lot we have been that is that's like our main goal so if you guys really want to help us out just hop on over to apple podcast leave us a rating it'll it'll you don't have to leave a review or anything like that just give us the stars that's all you got to do and we would appreciate you very much for that we got a great show for you today we will be talking about Back Country, which is a movie that our patrons voted on for this month's patron, ex- uh, not exclusive. This is our their their choice of movie that we're going mm-hmm. to review. We review one movie uh, per month for our patrons, and they chose this for you. And I'm kind of glad they did. Yeah, and also if you if you want to get in on the voting action, become a patron. Yeah, this one, this one, um, I can't remember who I think it was. Brad kept saying that he wanted to to see this one. Or was it Brad? I don't, or, I don't think it was Brad. Someone, someone was saying that like they definitely wanted us to review this one after we did the ritual. Yeah, and I think they gave Brad. the I think they gave the caveat of it's not the best movie, but they'd be really interested in what we'd have to say. Yeah, no, I I think you will be interested in what we have to say because uh I at least have I I know I have some interesting takes on this. Um 
before we get into, well, actually, I'll, I'll do the lead in and then we'll get into glue glue bam bam. Uh, today, as I said, we'll be talking about Backcountry. We start out every episode by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry you had to watch it, 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film, and later in this episode, we will be doing Perennial Favorite taglines so glue glue bam bam <clears throat> bryce um we so are we not we're not doing the the comments from our comment section on the horror movie talk uh i I, I forgot about that uh i forgot about that while while right doing the write-up for this um <laughs> that's right and now i'm and now i'm remembering what, what you were saying I, I let's 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 make it into a bit yeah, uh, for, I mean, into a later episode? No, into this episode. We can do it real quick. We just need to open, okay, up, open yeah. up the comment section. Yeah, um, so for those of you so, I mean, let's just who aren't web admins, um, there's a... We'll, at the end of this show, at the end of taglines, we'll add a little bit where we read some of the comments that we receive at Horror Movie Talk. If you don't know this, you can, you can comment on any post that we make uh, on our website. So if, if, you, if you have, you know, a hot take and you're like... Um, you're wrong about American Psycho. It's a very bad movie, and here's why. Uh, you can hit us up on our American Psycho post and 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 tell us that. But for the most part, that that comment section belongs to Russian spam bots and um, Cialis commercials and um, just kind of just kind of spam, just general internet spam that you might see in the lowliest of dregs of a Yahoo email box or an MSN email box that's been forgotten for four or five years. And for the most part, we just say, no, you can't, you can't, you know, we all have to approve all of our comments on all of these posts. So most of them don't make it through because most of them aren't real. But the other day, a not real one (laughs) did come through. That was so impressive to me that uh, I'm not getting rid of it. I'm not posting it. But all it said was glue, glue, GLU, GLU, bam, bam. And it just blew me away. And I had to tell Bryce about it (laughs) because that's all it said. It just said glue, glue, bam, bam. And I thought. Not even an attempt to be like Viagra hack, (laughs) hack Google buy. Check out your, check out the size of your dick. You know, it's like. Like free insurance quotes or, or something like that or like it's like none of that no. it was just glue glue bam bam glue glue bam bam and i was like damn that is posted by quotable. user website yeah user website man uh, and is, i i looked it up i googled it i'm like what could pot maybe there's like some thing or some slang yeah. in like an african country that this means something w- nothing 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 return. Maybe this There's is like, what they're going for. You know, they're just like the the meme the 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 meme worth of their comment is so high that like the only instances of glue glue bam bam were were uh, blog comments that was just the same thing. Glue glue bam bam. So I almost wonder if if uh, 
the spammer is using that at, to be able to find their links easily yeah. so that they can do an exact search there you go for glue glue bam bam so if we there if we go. post that oh in, yeah in our then they'd like know. content they'd be like if there's a transcript of our youtube video yeah. it just says glue glue bam bam <laughs> be like what i didn't get that link there's not even a link what happened here <laughs> get all fucked up <laughs> Okay, so glue glue bam bam to you all. We've made a decision and we won't be doing user comments uh at the end of the show. We might do it at well, some other point. You we'll, could you know okay. we'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> you know you could just edit out the part that you said that we were going to do it. Yeah, but I do want to talk about glue glue bam bam. Well yeah. Glue glue bam bam. I, I'm not right. I'm not I'm not some sort of genius all right. here, Bryce. I'm just I'm just a podcast personality. I'm just I think I think we'll just glue glue, glue bam bam. Okay, glue glue bam bam. We saw Backcountry on Netflix because that is where it lives and it's an effective enough one trick pony. I laughed and cried and sometimes it wasn't ironic. <laughs> so here is the trailer for Backcountry. How am I doing? Sure you want to know? Does your boyfriend always get his way? Yes. Hello? Hey! You're ready to go. Your canoe will be right down there by the water. Need a map? No, no, I know this part well. Bear spray. You're not gonna need it. I would be lucky to see anything bigger than a chipmunk. Of course you're going that way. This is the way. Trying to turn me on right now? Oh, cool. We just walking by, or she invited me up for a chat. I give backcountry ego tours. You sure you don't need a guide? I already have one. You're a lucky man, Alex. <laughs> Why don't you him in the house next time? I said I'm sorry. All good? Yeah. Alex? I don't understand. This can't be it, right? Can you look at me, please? Just let me think. Just let me think. Let me think. We don't have a map. We don't have a cell phone. We are in the middle of nowhere. What is that? Uh, I don't want to say, from the trees on the dam. That's not an acorn. So, Backcountry is the story of a woodsy kind of guy named Alex, played by Jeff Roop, and his urban girlfriend, Jen, played by Missy Peregrim, who are heading into the woods for a late-season camping trip. This is, movie is directed and written by Adam McDonald. Early in the movie, we meet a park ranger, played by Nicholas Campbell, who warns the couple that they should probably bring a map and look out for inclement weather, like you heard in the trailer. But Alex don't need none of that shit. He's a man's man who knows these woods like the back of his country, back of the back of his country. Uh, and he don't need no stinking map. 
But uh, what what he don't know, Bryce, what Alex don't know is we can't stop here. This is back country. This is back country. Oh, you stole it from me. You can't stop here. <laughs> um, Wait, we can't stop here. This is bad country. You, your clip is is less concise than my clip. Mm. Uh, as the couple heads into the woods, they quickly end up with more camping trip than they bargained for. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Most of the movie left me scratching my head and rewinding to try and make sense of the dialogue or acting that didn't seem to fit the situation. Yeah, there are several times where we're watching her. You're like, what? What what is going on? What the fuck is happening right and it's, now? It's just inserted movie tropes. Right. That's all it is. Yeah, it was like very rom com esque. Like it was confusing. This is a problem now. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Why? Why don't you just why don't you just do this thing that will solve that problem? Just set it up a little bit. Yeah. A little bit more than almost not at all. Right. Yeah, why are they worried about a single snap tree? Why didn't the movie make a point that that the uh, a point of the tree before it was snapped to show that the audience that this is certainly out of place? These kinds of things, lots of little details like this, made the movie a little a little frustrating for me. Uh, overall, though, I do appreciate the simplicity of this movie. It's uh, also the simplicity of its premise and the stakes. It was fun to watch with a friend and uh, plays on a very reliable fear of being alone in the woods at night. Um, it is effective at what it does, I think. And for that, and I like there's a there is a point where a switch flips and shit gets real. And uh, and it's fun on both sides of that switch. Um, it's just a little bit um annoying and so mm-hmm. for that i'm going a little bit better than average i'm going for a six what do you what do you think yeah every time we get to the score section i realize like oh, i have not put any thought to this movie sometimes <laughs> like, <laughs> i think i think this is a five i i didn't like it i didn't hate it it's yeah, perfectly perfectly average that's fair especially with well i don't know <clears throat> it's like a it's a high five yeah because the writing some of the writing was genuinely good like the the interaction between the characters was good um sometimes sometimes <laughs> yeah i mean they an effort was made yeah but also it's so the dilemma and the the problems in the movie were so it felt so manufactured that you're like this doesn't make sense. Though. Oh, really? It felt so basic to me. It felt believable because it was basic. Oh, by the way, we should mention it, you, what you can't see in the trailer is this is based on a true story. People, people actually do get lost in the woods, and then you know things happen to them after that. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. To me, the it didn't feel manufactured. It just felt. I can see why you... Well, I'm talking about, like, the rom- the rom-com logic of... Yes. Yeah, all of yeah, a yeah. sudden, this is a very big problem. <laughs> and you're like, but it's not, though. Just do just do this thing. Yeah. Do this thing that you, like... Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get into spoilers. There's, there's Emotions! A co- there's, like, three things that just stand out as, well, why... Those only exist because this is a movie. Yeah, those problems only exist because this is a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Um, 
so with that, uh, so I give it a six. Bryce gives it a five. You guys let us know what you think, uh, either on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you want to hit us up at. Um, for now, though, you guys should check us out on Patreon. Um, you can get there by going to our website and clicking the button at the very top in the header. It says become a, a Patreon member or something like that. And uh, from there, you can access a bunch of exclusive content. We have a whole podcast that if you look at last week, we um, released an extra episode. Uh, it's called um, American Psycho Afterpod or something or Patreon exclusive, something like that. And uh, that's just a little taste of the podcast that we do weekly for all for a certain tier of Patreon members. We have Spoopy, Too Spoopy, Too Spoopy for you. These are our Patreon tiers, Three Spoopy, Five Me, etc. Yeah. And um, – and so you guys can support us and get access to a bunch of exclusive content as well as, you know, being able to vote on, you know, what movie we review each month. Uh, you can also support the podcast by buying anything or renting any movie on Amazon if you click through the green button in the head of our website right next to that Patreon button. And that does help us out quite a bit. I would like to propose a um, something to to our listeners. If, if you run a business or a corporation and you have to order office supplies through Amazon, <laughs> man, I'm telling you what, that could help us a lot. Yeah. So, if you, uh, if you're like a, have a small business and you don't have an Amazon business account yet, click through on the uh, button on our banner and yeah. set up a Amazon business account that, and then just buy a bunch of stuff, buy, you know, it would be great. So all I'm saying is I know you guys are out there and toss us, just toss a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of something, something our way. Um, also, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goebel, who is a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. So uh, you should really like if you haven't seen Dustin's work, it is I have no, I have I cannot stop saying good things about yeah. this guy because his intuition for comedy and horror is is also just through the roof. Right. He's the little touches that he does in the artwork oh, is uh, so great and it really legitimizes our social media posts so much. Yeah. Cuz it yeah, it's uh it's a blessing. We love Dustin. Yeah, check out And we need to we should probably ask him how he would like to be <laughs> promoted cuz I don't know if I'd want to you know be, be known as a professional artist who fucks hard. I'd want to be known as but anything maybe. that fucks hard. I don't know. He hasn't said. Okay. Well, yeah, Dustin, you let us know uh how you want to be, you know, if Let us know how you fuck. Yeah. Is it <laughs> is it gentle? Sometimes. Is it considerate? He he could be just like he's a professional artist who fucks very considerately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, mostly it's just looks you in the eye. He's just he's taste. He's a tasteful fucker. Uh, that is really super. How did Nitwit like you get so tasteful? So make sure you contact him at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. Tell him HMT sent you. Um, also, I would like to mention a big shout out to probably one of our biggest fans, uh, Stephen M., who 
comments pretty much on everything we do on Facebook. And for that, thank you very much, Stephen. We we appreciate you. I had the most fun having a back and forth about uh, American Psycho quotes with you last <laughs> week. And so so just thank you. And we see you and we love you, buddy. Um, so thanks again for listening. And let's get into spoilers. <laughs> So uh, okay. this movie gets right into it, and that I appreciate very much. It doesn't waste a bunch of my time with with setup or anything. It does it does an, a pretty good job of just being like, here's what it is. I mean, there's not that much to set up. No, it's no, just, I mean, it's they're going on a camping trip. That's yeah, the setup. But I appreciate it. Uh, oh, it they could have done all kinds of fucking flowery you know, bullshit. In fact, see, this is the problem: is that they set up so much, and then kind of. Don't use it. <laughs> Go on. The stuff that they do set up. So the major spoiler is there's a bear attack, right? Yeah. So, um, well, you can you can surmise that just from the the Netflix tile. It's just a bear. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they there's a couple things that they set up that don't actually matter, such and as that are red herring. So they have to canoe into this island or whatever where the the trail is yeah and he immediately drops the canoe on his foot and he's like oh oh no yeah i've hurt my foot that's a good point and it doesn't matter yeah. at all like well, he's and then he they kind spend, of he kind of they spend 10, mo- 10 more minutes on the foot throughout the movie right they're like oh his foot hurts so bad and then it's just like that doesn't doesn't matter uh, it's hurt we just wanted you to know that his foot hurt a little bit yeah yeah that's a good point there's there's a lot of red herrings or not even or like the Irish guy. Yeah. I mean, that's a true red herring. Like that makes sense yeah. in the movie that you think this is going to be a movie about one thing and it's a movie about something else. Um, but the thing that got me that that just genuinely bothers me about this movie <laughs> is they make a huge point of showing how prepared they are. Yeah. That he's like. They're they're meeting with the ranger, and the ranger's like, "Here, take this emergency kit with you, or whatever." And they're like, <laughs> "Emergency kit, okay, whatever." But they still take it, yeah, and use it, yeah. And then, um, you know, it's got whistles, yeah. You know, the uh, the woods whistles, and then he's going through his girlfriend's backpack and mocking her for what she brought, and one of the things. A flare is a well. One of them's a flare. One of them's is bear spray. Yeah. So (laughs) if you go camping, like you know, bear spray exists. But when you like look through REI or Big Five or whatever, wherever you're buying your camping, I don't even know know if Big Five sells camping gear. But I don't know um, Big Five exists anymore. Um, if you go through uh the store and look at items you could bring on your backpacking trip. You look at bear spray and you're like, I mean, what are the odds? There's no, it is not worth the 10 ounces of weight. Well, bear spray, this is, this is, this is something that, uh, that I've always deduced with bear sprays. Bear spray is not for bears. It's for people. Like you don't want to, 
have to like if you get in, uh, into an altercation with a person, you don't want to hurt them with a knife. You just want to get away from them. And bear spray is perfect for that. You just spray them with bear spray. If if uh, this isn't just any person you come across, if someone is belligerent with you, right. which is which is my biggest fear. Sure, but it's made for bears. It's right there on the can, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're they're thoroughly prepared specifically for a bear attack. <laughs> yeah, not and not only are they prepared physically, but the fact that they brought the bear spray shows that they are mentally prepared. They th- they gave forethought to a bear attack. Yeah, but you know, in the moment you freeze up. We're getting there. Don't worry. Y- yeah, in the moment, but you know, half of the movie is them like is there a bear following us? <laughs> Let's see. Huh? Wow, there's a lot of grunting and heavy breathing sounds around our tent and sticks breaking like something very heavy is walking around. Um, we passed this bear nest and uh, saw saw a mangled corpse of a deer. And, you know, I, I'm really a, this is a real pickle. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm just a happy camper. <laughs> Rocking and a rolling. They're just, <laughs> they're just happy campers, you know? Yeah. They're not ready to. <laughs> I'm just a happy camper. Rocking and a rolling. Uh, <laughs> so they, the fact that they're thoroughly prepared for this bear attack, and then <laughs> when they're actually attacked by a bear. Hey. We're too far down the rabbit hole. You're so excited to talk about how irritated you it's are the about most, this bear attack. Yeah. So, uh, as as Bryce said, the ranger is a good setup for Alex to be a dude who deserves what he gets because <laughs> Alex gets to this ranger station and he's like, and he's like the macho dude, you know, in front of his girlfriend. He's like, I don't need no map, bro. Uh, I don't need that. And the ranger's like, Are you sure? Like, watch out for inclement weather. Like, you know, I mean. Uh, is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. You know, he's like, "Do you guys got raincoats?" And he's like, yeah, "Obviously, we have raincoats." Um, <laughs> this entire episode is going to be American Psycho. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they canoe across. So Alex, kind of, I mean, right from the start, he he, you know, it's obvious that he kind of he's the gonna he's gonna get it. Um, they canoe across the lake and Alex immediately hurts himself and he's like, Did you see what God just did to us, man? And his girlfriend's like, God didn't do that. You did it. You're a fucking narcotics agent. I knew it. <laughs> I had to. I, once we were pulling clips from, uh, once we were pulling clips from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, I knew I had to get, God didn't do it, do that to us. I knew you were a fucking narcotics agent. <laughs> Anyway, so they set up camp the first night, and Alex goes to find and chop some wood. Um, during the time that he's gone from the campsite, Brad, a hunky man uh, who's played by El- Eric Balfour, who um, some people might remember from Six Feet Under, or at least my wife remembers very fondly from Six Feet Under, um, he meets with Jen and you know starts chatting her up and uh this this is this is my achilles heel in the woods like i mentioned before is other people and stopping and talking to you i don't i just could just go just go on your way i don't like this thing where 
I've been approached by too many sketchy people in the woods where it's just it just feels wrong. And I and I'm way more worried about what they could do. And that this setup, this this thing, I wonder, I I wonder how much it is like when you're in the woods, if you just look like a guy that has beer and weed like (laughs) like, huh, (laughs) like I didn't bring much beer and weed, but this guy (laughs) Do I look like a guy who has a lot of maybe. beer and weed? I mean, maybe that's why people are trying to get so friendly with you. They, let me tell you, the guy I go I go camping with is the guy with beer and weed, <laughs> and uh, he definitely looks like it. <laughs> he listens to the show and he knows he knows what's what's up. Uh, so maybe yeah, maybe you're maybe you're the problem, Adrian. Um, <laughs> so they have it. So like. Brad has a bunch of fish. He's also like the super machismo like looking guy. He's tall. He's handsome. He's got an Irish accent. And uh, and this immediately prompts an argument between Jen and Alex. Yeah, this is the first movie logic moment. Yeah. Of he comes back and he's like, do you think it's a good idea to talk to this person <laughs> and invite them to sit down you know, and have a meal with us. She's like, that's Eric Balfour, of course. It's He's like, from Six Feet Under. And it's like, I mean, yeah, there, it'd be one a, It'd be one thing if, if he just said, like, hey, I wanted this to be... You and me. You and me. Yeah. Like, I don't want some stranger to be here. Some like, extremely hunky dude in here. That would have been the more obvious argument. Yeah. But his argument is, we don't know who this guy is he could be real dangerous <laughs> but that but if he had said that to me i'd be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i agree i agree um so so they make a big deal and brad is obviously offended that alex does not want him here and so he's like you know maybe i'll just bow out and then both of them both of the campers insist no come have dinner with us it was a misunderstanding to which he kind of he latches on to this word. Oh, there was a misunderstanding. And uh, he shares his fish with him. And then they have a very awkward evening where Brad, like, basically says, look, I know you think I'm a sketchy guy and I don't appreciate that shit. And you know what? Now I am a sketchy guy for you. So here I go. I'm going to walk off into the dark. Bye. After you eating my fish. Bye. Well, yeah, it's a real like um, I'm trying to think of what the comparison movie would be um oh god it's on the tip of my tongue oh well but, you know but yeah it's it's the the situation where the the visitor is really creepy and steps way over the line in terms of like yeah really challenging right the manhood and capabilities of alex yeah he calls into question all of alex's knowledge about the woods he's like are you sure you know where you're going are you sure you don't want a guide i just happen to be a guide and then he's given a lot of glances at the at the girl you know i'm like you know you want to be with a real man like you know i can stick around i can stick around sticking in you too Yeah, so, I mean, he walks off into the dark, which is creepy uh, to me. Uh, I didn't like it. And uh, and then, now... So you assume at some point, this is going to come back. Right. Oh, yes. Them. Yeah. It, I mean, it just feels... 
it feels like this dude may be walking behind them the whole way. Right. You um, think that the menace is going to be this guy because all of a sudden it feels very dangerous. And now we start into 20 minutes of boring filler. <laughs> <laughs> There's just now we're hiking. We're walking through the woods. We're we're and now. Oh, and then tonight we're sleeping. But and while we sleep, the camera gets to see like woods things happening. You know, I mean, they're effective things. The night scenes are particularly effective because what are people like primordially afraid of? Like the woods at night, you know, sounds you can't see where the sounds are coming from. And it has all of those. It has all of the the little sounds that happen at night. And it's like that could be. Yeah, see, that's the thing that really worked about Blair Witch Project for me mm-hmm. was those scenes inside the tent to where you're sitting, it's completely dark, and something's scratching on the tent, and you're like, what the fuck could that be? Like, yeah. if someone if someone chooses to start fucking with you while you're in a tent, oh yeah, that's like... That's, it's this weird that's world you as of, prone as you can be. You are completely laid out, just ready to be torn apart. Yeah, because it's you're completely blinded, and it feels like there's this artificial separation, but you also know that there's nothing. It's like oh, yeah. just a thin sheet of fabric yeah. that if someone just laid down on top of it, they could pummel you. Just a soft taco, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, those parts reminded me of Blair Witch, um, just the, the camera scenes. I like, I like those, the camera work in, in this, um, it wasn't, it wasn't (laughs) awful, but it was definitely trying to be better than it actually was. Yeah. And so there's a lot of lingering shots and a lot of like, you know, we're, we're trying to show you the picturesque quality of these woods and you're like, yeah, but can you, can you please get on with it? Yeah, man, there was. So, yeah. So now they're they're hiking through the woods and man, there it just takes forever. They're just hiking and hiking and hiking. And at some point, there is a clear spot where Alex takes the path less traveled. Like he's <laughs> like, we're not going that way. We're going this way. And she's like, this way isn't a thing. That way is a thing. And he's like, yeah, but this way. And she's like, OK. So he starts basically wandering off trail off into the woods and uh, she trusts him because he has, up until this point, he has made a big, big deal about how well he knows these woods. And so they're kind of off on their own, off trail, and uh, they're just kind of creeping around. They don't know at some point at a long distance away. For, like, we've just covered 30 minutes of the movie. So just FYI, since since they met Brad, we're 30 minutes further in. Now they're kind of marching through a a corridor in the woods, and this Alex feels, oh, okay, this is it. We're we're about where we want to be, which is a waterfall. We're hiking towards a waterfall. It's going to be picturesque. It's going to be beautiful. They come through, and it's not a waterfall. It's just a vista. And they're like, oh, shit. And now this is kind of this is kind of where the movie flips a switch and stops being boring and starts being artificially interesting and... um, they get into a big argument right away. They immediately they're like, "Well, what the fuck? Where are we?" And he's like, "I don't know. I thought I, I thought I." She's like, "What do you mean you don't know?" And up until this point, it's been very hard to care about their relationship at all. They've been trying to make us care about their relationship 
but it's like, eh. like she's like, you don't cook breakfast for me in the morning. It's like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care about your relationship. And now she just blows up with like, I hate you. Yeah. And it feels out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. She blows up. So this is, this is the first like major point where it's, so it's a constructed problem. Yeah. Because they show up, he's, he's described in detail the location that they're hiking to, which is, you know, at top of this kind of precipice, there's these black sands, um, you know, that open up and it's beautiful. And then there's this lake that is feels completely improbable. Like yeah. it shouldn't shouldn't be there. And so they're hiking up and and what you're expecting as they crest is this beautiful lake vista. And it's just more and more woods. Yeah. And so they get in this argument. To where she goes like full nuclear, nuclear, yeah, and uh, she's like, "You're such a fucking loser," <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> just not even pulling any punches. Like this is just like you make all the wrong decisions, and you're such a loser. And it's like, and it's like oh, oh, I was, I was gonna propose to you. I was gonna propose to you, and she's like, "Oh, damn!" And it's such a it's such a ridiculous reaction because yeah. the answer is just just turn around and go back. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a couple different answers, right? It's like you don't like yeah, turn around, go back. Like you can go find a stream. Like do any number of things to get yourself out of this situation, but don't yell at each other. Yeah. And like they just came tromping through the woods and breaking sticks and and like doing all this stuff. I mean, I don't even think you have to be like a an expert tracker to find the only human footprints. Yeah. Going back to your previous campsite that has a fire pit. Yeah. You know. I mean, and just keep hiking back. Not. I not, think not really a problem. I don't know. I or think what just, what you may be forgetting here, Bryce, is this is based on a true story. This is. <laughs> so, so this is just. I mean. You know, we didn't write the movie. We just we just listened to a true accounts and then see that's that's the interesting thing about based on a true story is that if you remove the beautiful people from it and replace them with like <laughs> homely bitches, like homely or average to bad looking poor people <laughs> that have poor communication skills. Uh huh. And uh, are kind of dumb. Uh. Then yeah, this movie makes a little more sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you saying? I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a quick excerpt out of my uh, out of my written review. The fight feels like it erupts out of the blue, which it does. It was decently set up with the campfire banter throughout the movie thus far, but it's just a bit comical how it plays out with high school relationship levels of volatility. Like she blows up. She's a thirty something year old woman, and she blows up like a like a a fourteen year old girl at her. You know two-week-long boyfriend. Yeah, it escalated very quickly. Yeah, and during this fight, it is established that he threw her phone in the car to make sure she couldn't use it throughout the (laughs) adventure, to which she responds, I haven't reached for it once. That was for an emergency, you dumb bitch. 
And uh, and sure enough, um, they, you know, they could be helped by the phone. By the way, if you are ever in the woods and you don't have reception or you believe you don't have reception, there's a good chance you actually do have emergency services. So and what that means is if you dial 911, you can there are a number of different uh, uh, wavelengths, bandwidths that you can get out to 911 emergency services on. So if you ever find yourself in this situation and you have your phone, just dial 911. There's a good chance you'll get through. Yeah, even if you can't call out, your GPS signal will still be sending out. Yeah, yeah. They'll presumably. still be able to find you yeah. off your cell phone. Yeah, so, you know. Take a cell phone and, a, and an extra charger. Yeah, don't. Don't throw your girlfriend's phone in the car because she's on it all the time, even though that that bitch shouldn't be on her phone all the time. <coughs> so we're, we're, we kind of skipped over a lot of the clues about bears. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, kind of. So most of most of up to this point is them hiking. But there has been like little is all their food eaten by by the time they get no okay so. no they see the they see the deer that's been the deer carcass that's been eaten mm-hmm. they see a snapped twig that well yeah i mean the the first night where they start hearing it you know it's this heavy tromping sound with like not just like twigs but like pretty thick branches being broken yeah it's like crack and they're sitting there in the tent and they're like what is that yeah like, well, it stopped. Who cares? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, it's just air, acorns dropping. Yeah. And, that remo- and he know he also notices as they're hiking a very fresh bear paw print. Yeah. In the mud. And he doesn't say anything about doesn't it. Doesn't say anything about it. Yeah. So there have been little tidbits of like, hey, maybe there's a bear out here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they walk back and they stumble across a. No, wait. So at what point do they first see the bear? Um, I'm, we're getting there. We're, we're, we're about to, we're about there. Um, so after they panic, uh, they, they decide, okay, well it's time to, it's time to get going. Um, they hike until evening, then they set up camp and then they have some champagne, uh, that he had saved for his fail proposal uh-huh. and, uh, and what little, oh, oh no, I'm sorry. The first night after the argument, He's putting his his all their food up in a tree, uh, you know, um, with a bear hang, and he notices a raccoon off in another tree. Again, a bear hang. Yeah, right. So they, <laughs> they they're know. aware of the danger of bears and are mentally and physically prepared for it. And, and, okay. Yeah, but Proceed. A, well, I mean, a bear hang. You just do that so that like squirrels just can't get in sure. your shit. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, um. That morning they wake up and their food has been eaten. Um, <clears throat> it's easily explained away by him as being the raccoons, which it could have been, but it also very easily could have been the bear that was snooping around their tent last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then the next night they drink the champagne, and then that morning they wake up and they they hear, you know, they hear it's around the tent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's marching around, sniffing, and then he opens up the tent, and there's the bear, like mm, 20, 20 feet away, you know, twenty to thirty feet away. He's like, he zips the tent back up real quick, and he's like, "Oh shit!" She's like, "What?" And he's like, "It's a fucking bear out there." And she's like, 
um, what do we do? And he's like, where's my hatchet? Where's my hatchet? And he's like, oh, damn, it's outside with my bag. And she's like, it's okay. I have this bear mace. And he's like, okay, good. All right. So this bear's like poking around their tent in the morning. They, it's, it is, it's effective. It's scary. I'm very upset at this point. Uh, this is like my worst nightmare. On Reddit, you see these people who post these fucking videos with like gigantic grizzly bears, like with their heads in the tent. They're like, mm, hey, what's going on? I would, I would shit so hard. There would be no shit left in my body for the rest of my life. Uh, I would shit out my intestines and just be like, ah, eat it. Um, I don't know how people do that, but they do. And uh, anyway, so... <laughs> Then the bear attack happens, and the bear attack happens with fucking a speed lines. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, shaky bear. Oh, this shaky is a, cam bear. It was the shaky. It, it was the sh- like the the bear bites its way into the tent, and then it pokes its head through, and you get the real sense that it's just the bear is just sitting there like. <laughs> roaring or, or opening its mouth and all of the action is just the cameraman just viciously shaking that camera to make it seem like something more is happening it looks like it looks like like a running sequence from an anime yeah you know where it's just like <laughs> blurry and there's speed lines all over the place you know it's like <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah this was a uh, the shaky cam this is another one of those movies that that pulls me out with the camera work because when they're back in the ranger station talking with the ranger and the rain, it's just like a, a shot of the ranger saying goodbye, but all the, but there's all this movement, you know, (laughs) it should just be a static shot on a tripod of the guy saying, have a good time. Bye bye. But the camera's like, Ooh, this is a dynamic moment shaking around like it really feels like someone's holding the camera. Yeah. Because it's more realistic that way. Yeah. So it's... so it goes full full shaky cam at the bear attack, and you can't really tell what the bear's doing until it has, like, close-ups on the gore. Yeah. Eventually, it ends up getting a hold of Alex, gets him out, does exact. I mean... Well, he grabs his... He bites his leg. Okay, so... Listeners, please, please remember that minutes, like seconds previous, uh, poor man's Hillary Swank was like, hey, I got this bear spray right here. Right, so uh, if we can't get the axe, at least we have our bear spray. Bear attack happens. Oh, I just put that bear spray down somewhere. Yeah. Like. She's, Why wasn't she not holding the bear spray? And then she gives it a quick spurt, and the bear's like, no, that's super effective, and it runs away for a minute. <laughs> and she's like, oh, thank God. And then the bear comes back like, hey, yeah, that wasn't enough. Like, I'm still going to get your guy. And she's like, I guess the bear spray, nah. she just gives up for some reason. Yeah. Which is, I mean, to be, to, Jen's actions, while super annoying, are pretty realistic too like the uh, failing to use bear spray the bear spray that's in her hands while the bear attacks her boyfriend is what i might expect my my wife to do in such a situation 
Well, that's just because she has a life insurance policy. <laughs> like, no, it does not seem realistic to me that someone, <clears throat> they're looking at a bear. They say, I have this bear spray. They're holding the bear spray. And she waits until it bites a chunk out of his leg. And she panics for like a good like 20 Mississippi. And then she's like, oh, yeah, bear spray. <laughs> like, no, bitch, you, you're you holding it. Yeah. Like, I, I. <sighs> Bryce. It, we can't stop here. This is back country. It's back country. <laughs> there are different rules out here. So the, so the bear attacks, she sprays it, and then the bear comes back, drags Alex out of the tent. Oh, it also scrapes her arm, too. With, yeah, it gives her a little claws. Gives her a little cut. And apparently it's kind of inconsistent cuz it's like it's the movie logic of of movie injuries. It's only bad when you need it to be. Right, right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the the scratch was like she was it looked like she was bleeding out immediately. Yeah, I was like, well, she's dead for sure. Um and then and then she gets out of the tent and she's, she's like, like fine. She's just kind of cradling it a little bit like she didn't forget about it exactly but it's yeah it's, but she didn't do anything to you know stop the bleeding or anything. Uh, right. So Alex gets dragged out and he just gets mauled like Leonardo The bear Leo attack DiCaprio. the bear attack is very realistic once it gets into you know him being out of the tent and it's um, it's not a super bear with like lasers attached to its butt or something like that. It is just a bear and it does exactly what a bear attack would would look like which is you know bears aren't carnivores they're omnivores so they don't and they're so fucking big that they rely on their big to to just basically sit on you while they eat you alive. And so it does that. <laughs> it's it's very upsetting. I would like to say um, the... Yeah, the point is it does not kill you before it starts eating. Right, it just eats it you just while like starts eating you. It's yeah. like, well, there's, here's a chunk of something that I can digest. Oh, yeah, and it really, really does a number on Alex. He, he dies. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to say the bear attack in The Revenant is... Uh, I... I have both bear attacks on the post for this episode and uh, they're right next to each other. So go and check it out at horrormovietalk.com. And uh, I do, I, I mean this, this movie much lower budget than this blockbuster, the revenant, and it did an admirable job for, for what I assume their budget must be. But the revenants, like if you haven't seen the bear attack from the revenant, absolutely fucking brutal. Like, it's so and it's like three straight minutes of just just hard mauling by a bear. Like very accurate mauling, like it's like it forgets about you a little bit and walks away and then comes back and is just so it's you know, we're talking about a 1500 pound animal. Right. I remember one of my favorite um memories of uh I don't know what it'd be a memory of, but did you ever watch the the Lewis and Clark Ken Burns documentary? No, we I don't watched... even know who Ken Burns is. You I'm know. sorry, I just don't. I people say his name so many times that I just go, "It's that guy." I don't know. Oh well, he makes these a very like he basically created a, a genre of history documentaries. Documentaries, okay. So it's it's like lots of. Voiceover. I mean, you would recognize it mm, if you okay. if you saw it. All right. So he did like baseball. He did. It was like his most famous one back in the day. 
he did one on well he's done one on everything anyways he did a uh lewis and clark thing and we watched it in school and the description of them discovering grizzly bears <laughs> was if you if you pull yourself out of it for a minute like <clears throat> these are like europeans mm-hmm. or they're like east coast people that yeah you know sure they know bears exist right like they've seen bears yeah and then they see a grizzly bear yeah which is like an otherworldly like lovecraftian monster yeah of epic proportions and they're like it's gigantic (laughs) we shot it seven times and it kept it running towards us at you know 40 miles per hour or whatever just like they're basically magic (laughs) yeah just the uh the appreciation i mean when you think about grizzly bears you think about like oh yeah i've seen pictures and you know i've seen them in the zoo or yeah you you know this nat geo docs or whatever but if you think about if this is the first time you're ever exposed to a grizzly bear how surreal and terrifying that would be oh man i mean it's a volkswagen bug that just has gigantic <gasps> claws and like and can do anything at once you know has no natural predators has only only a desire to you know to just eat right and uh, it's just a it's just a remorseless eating machine yeah i should mention that the bear in this movie is a black bear um yeah yeah that's the other thing from my understanding black bears are pretty easy to scare away i mean yeah it depends so there's a lot of things that work in this in that that they set up in this movie that works in in favor of this making sense which is it is late season bears all bears at this point are trying really hard to pack on weight mm. right so they're they're more aggressive it's it's also like typically this time of year is hunting season so i mean it could stand to reason that a bear might be aggressive a, a bear during this time of the year might be aggressive towards people also um, you know, it's proven itself aggressive towards boats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, you know, there is the there is the Yosemite or the Yellowstone bear where, you know, they're just so used to people that that they don't fear them and they see yeah. them now as as a, a you know, especially in it. And it does set up the fact that their food was eaten before they were like all the options were to, like it was like, oh, hey, look, they got food and then it eats it. And then it's like, hey, I wonder if those people have more food and then it gets back there and it's like, no, it's just the people. I guess I'll eat them. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's a little slightly unbelievable that they. OK, so. Before well, I, I the believe, before the bear attack, I they, believe black black bears actually have more attacks on humans per year than than grizzly bears, just because they're really? yeah, just because they interface with them more. You know, mm-hmm. there are more areas where they're interesting, and they're a lot more prolific. So before they get attacked, they see like the bear nest, and this is the other part that's kind of the believability is a little less for me. They see the bear nest and they're like, oh, well, let's run. Let's run very far away. And I'm not a bear expert, but I don't feel like bears are expert trackers. If you ran away from where a bear is, I don't feel like if the bear's not actively chasing you, it's going to like come after you and hunt you down. Maybe I'm wrong about that, though. I mean, they have they have a crazy they hike, fucking nose. Because they have a they hike a whole 
day. Yeah. And then the bear follows him into their camp. So literally the bear was following him the whole time. And yeah, but I, I mean, don't think like bears would yeah, they have might. that the patience and stamina to do that. Well, <laughs> wouldn't they, they be distracted by some berries or something and be like, "Oh, well, I can forage around here now." They might exactly. This is this is a little bit to my point, which is, I mean, yes, you're right. Maybe maybe bears just kind of mosey, you know? Right. They are primo moseyers. And so it could just be that he's just walking behind them, just like eating shit, just being like, oh, I, oh yeah, they're still going this way. And, you know, just eating shit. And, you know, he does not get there until the next morning. It's possible. I, but uh, side note, I've never seen a bear nest, but I did look them up after this because I was like, bear nest. And yeah, apparently that's a, that's a real thing. And it looks pretty accurate to what you see in this, yeah. this movie. So the after the bear attack and after Alex dies, it's a pretty generic like survival tale of her trying to escape. Now it's bear. just now it's just her running. Yeah, and she's injured, and so yeah, that's <clears throat> again it's a little unclear because the injury only matters when the movie wants it to. Yeah. So she seems fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like, it's been a day. Or two, maybe? It's hard to tell at this point because she's kind of in a fever dream. She's like, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's like close to death. And it's like, I don't know. It just doesn't. I mean, it, it seems it seems pretty contrived at some points. Yeah, she, she runs. She has to climb down a waterfall. Eventually she finds her way to the canoe and uh, bear hot on her tail and uh, she canoes back to the parking lot uh, where Brad awaits and Brad is readying a search party and uh, she falls down on the ground and she's found by by the preparing search party and, and Brad, who she will surely marry following. Right, this. right, right. A hundred percent. Brad is going to bang her in remission. Right. Uh, um, into well, they're going to they're they're going to date for like two years. And she's going to kind of pressure him to yeah. to propose. And then it's going to be like an, an engagement that lasts for three years. Yeah. And she's going to and she's going to realize that Brad's just a little bit has a like too weird of a propensity for violence. Mm -hmm. And like while his I mean, while his uh, accent is really sexy, it's just not worth it because of the potential beating that could be lurking with inside him. Mm -hmm -hmm. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Yeah, the the stuff that bothered me is that not just that they were so prepared and did nothing like the like oh the 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 complaint of watching a movie and saying like oh that's a that's a plot hole like why didn't they do this like yeah I get it like I can I can suspend that what bothers me most is that the writer made such a point and the director made such a point to show how prepared they were. Maybe it's to drive home the lesson of it doesn't matter how prepared, like you, maybe you may, you can have all the stuff, but if you're not like well-versed in it, like maybe like the training doesn't kick in, like you should be spraying bears every day. No, in but preparation. It, <laughs> it'd be so much better. There are movies that do that, that show like, look, they're prepared. And then the interesting part is showing how, 
that preparation is subverted. Like right, they have they have an axe, but oops, that's a good, that's it's a good point. It's outside, or yeah, they have bear spray, and yeah, even if they she sh- shot it or something or like what, well, what this really boils down to is you really dislike the incompetence of Jen. You don't want Jen to be as competent. Is incompetent. No, I dislike the co- dis- the incompetence of. The writers of delivering on their setup. Maybe this is how it happened in real life. All right. There's just too many ways to subvert your dislike. Okay. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say we move on to final recommendations. Okay. Uh, to me, uh, this is an easy choice for like a Friday night movie at home. Snuggled up on the couch with Bryce. Um, poking, poking him with, uh, with every twig snap, nothing showy or hard to get into, but it really does tap into a primal fear that is magnified artificially by our distance from nature. Now that country is fun, ironically funny and mostly coherent. So yeah, it's, this feels like a movie that if it was on cable when you were a kid and you're like flipping through, like you would stop and watch the last half of this probably. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I could recommend you go seek it out. It's all right. There's probably better Woods movies. Like the Revenant is I mean, fabulous. I, I can think about like wilderness movies that like, if you haven't seen deliverance, Oh yeah. Like before you've seen this movie, definitely watch that one. That would, that one is a great example of, oh, yeah. of like yeah. Burt Reynolds is pre- Paired. He yeah. is a badass. Everyone knows it. And they're like, well, we'll be safe as long as Burt Reynolds is They're with basically us. like, he's fucking Burt Reynolds. Are yeah. you joking me? And then he hurts his leg. And then you see how helpless how you are in the woods. And it's a very real dis- yeah. dis- um, depiction of, yeah, you can get, it's very easy to get fucked up yeah. in the woods to where like, you can't just walk out. There's no crutches. Yeah. You know, there's no like, like even limping out is you could die. Yeah. You know, um, so that's a great one. Like even like the, the, the river wild. I don't think I've seen that. That one's know. a great one. That one's a uh, Meryl Streep and Kevin Bacon. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> there's, there's other, there's I, other good, like I highly recommend uh, the Revenant thriller woods movies. Um, Hey, I had a story that I told you during this movie. I can't remember what it was. Do you do you remember the story that I told you about? Yes, I was going to have you tell that. So you were telling a story about, I think it. I asked you what, if you had ever canoed out to a camping space, <laughs> oh, and yeah. you did. And you told the story of That's right. your, your lean-to. Okay. okay, so, um, yeah, so I spent a lot of time in the woods, uh, both for a job and then, you know, just for, just, uh, you know, just, just camping around, you know, as a kid and, and then, uh, and then as a, a young adult as well. And, uh, and before, you know, when I was like 18 or something like that, me and a buddy, uh, gotten, uh, we got into some kayaks and we kayaked across a lake and, uh, and, uh, set up a lean to on the other side. We, we didn't have like big kayaks that could, you can't fit much in a kayak anyway. So I think we had like, 
you know, some a backpack, a small backpack, and like our sleeping bags. And uh, so we didn't have a tent, or maybe we did. I can't really recall. We we made a lean to against a tree. There wasn't a lot of spots to sleep, so we just made a lean to. Went to sleep in there. I was having a hard time sleeping, and this was you know this wasn't a spot where people normally camp. So this was just out in the woods, like proper. And uh, <laughs> so it's maybe eleven or twelve at night. My buddy's sawing logs, and I'm sitting there awake, and then like a lot of sound comes into our uh, our direct vicinity and uh and there's things multiple big things like right next to me like right next to me and so I'm like I'm like to my buddy I'm like hey man wake up wake up and he's like he's like what he's very like not not waking up at all you know he's just doing that that very you know movie or show-esque thing where it's like mm, mm, mm. and so i'm like but hey listen listen there's things around us and he's like don't worry about it and this was during a time i don't know if anybody remembers i'm sure some of you do uh when there were these 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 cartoons came like flash animation yeah they were like flash cartoons and it was there was one called the Washington song and it was about George Washington and how badass he was and he had like lasers and it was like Washington Washington here I can let's let's just look it up real quick I don't know but the um I mean you can just look it up on YouTube for just look up Washington song the first result is George Washington and it it should be the right one here it is We don't have to listen to the whole thing. Um, Washington, Washington, six foot eight, weighs a fucking ton. Opponents beware, opponents beware. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Let me lay it on the line, he had two on the vine. I mean two sets of testicles, so divine. On a horse made of crystal, he patrolled the land with the mason ring and schnauzer in his perfect hands. Here comes George, in control. Women dug his snuff and his gallant stroll. So, so my buddy, so this was a popular thing at the time. Yeah, this was like a very... Very big meme. Yeah, and I think it's Cox and Combs. I think that's the maker of this, if if you're curious. Anyway, so I you may be curious, well, David, what the fuck does this have to do with your story? So I'm like, buddy, hey, wake up. There's things nearby us. And he's like, go to sleep. I was like, I can't go to sleep. There's fucking gigantic animals right next to us. And he's like, just, just sing the Washington song. We'll go to sleep. I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, and he's like, just, just sing it. Just Washington, Washington, six foot. And then he falls back to sleep singing the Washington song. I was like, what? What's happened? Like, I'm, I'm like, like his un. So I wake him up. I'm like, I'm like, dude, listen. And sure enough, it's like, like big things all around us. I was like, they're right next to our head, man. Like, wake up. And he's like. And then finally he kind of wakes up and uh and he's like, "Oh shit, what is that?" <laughs> he says it out loud. And then like this <laughs> bur- like this 
burst of energy is just like there's there's fucking pine needles in my face. There's like clearly things moving right next to me. They're like brushing past us as uh, did you feel anything? Oh, oh like- yes. Oh, things were hitting me. You know, it was like pine cones were fucking hitting me in the face and shit like like there was a lot. And what it turned out was it, it, we were in the middle of a large herd of elk that. We scared in the middle of the night by him being like, what? Like the Washington song could not console him any longer. And, uh, and so, but I did at the time, it was just the most fucking alarming thing that could happen. And so, uh, so we canoed or we kayaked back across the lake <laughs> in the middle of the night, which turned out to be beautiful. But anyway, that's, that's my, uh, my creepy animal wood story, uh-huh. which turned out to be a bunch of elk, um, which we probably could have gotten hurt a lot more just by them running than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He is coming. Uh, so with that, let's get into taglines. Taglines. If if you're unfamiliar with taglines, it's a game where we play, uh, where we make up our own taglines for the movies that we watch. And um, you know, I realized after Thanksgiving that as I was like doing the blog post for that. One of my taglines was gobble, gobble, motherfucker. And that is literally the tagline of the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. That was unintentional. <laughs> that was unintentional. Wow. Way to go, Bryce. Yeah. Gobble, go- uh, glue, glue, bam, bam. Glue, glue, bam, bam. Mine are pretty mine are pretty bad for this one. So, you guys, I hope you like to cringe because uh, these. Here we go. Oh, yeah, back, right. Backcountry taglines. Don't oversell it. All right. So, uh, backcountry. The answer to the age-old question, does a bear shit in the woods? This one shits in your skull. All right. What did I say? I, I told you not to expect Well, that. you've you've already stolen my first one. Really? Back country. Wait! We're getting up here. This is back country. <laughs> this is back country. Uh, yeah, if you guys are wondering, that that is from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. He says back country. Bat country but yeah. we're talking about back, back country country johnny depp when he was still good okay so uh now i'm gonna this tagline is really more of a joke so i'm gonna need you to interact with me a little bit um, oh, okay hey bryce what kind of jacket do you wear on a hike uh layered no just say just say just say what what <laughs> trailblazer okay did you get it? Backcountry. <laughs> question. What kind of bear is best? That's a ridiculous question. False. Black <laughs> bear. Well, that's debatable. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> uh, you know, backcountry. Sleeping bags are the soft tacos of the bear world. Backcountry. Wow, you're not giving me fucking anything uh, uh, here. Y- yeah. You're well, a- you're you're not leaning into it at all either. You're a dick. All right, sorry. Here, say it again. I'll I'll have a sleeping bags are the soft tacos of the bear world. 
Okay. Yeah, it was, that was awesome. Backcountry. Smokey's Revenge. Oh, that was it. Yeah, it was it. Bravo. All right. Well done. That was, you see, you gave it exactly what it deserved, and I appreciate that. Oh, okay. Um, uh, here, we, I have a, I stole this from Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. <laughs> but you didn't expect that. Uh, never follow someone else's path unless you're in the woods and you're lost and you see a path. By all means, you should follow that. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. This thing where they're like, we got to blaze our own trail. It's like, no, you don't. You really should stay on the path. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, even, even like the Indians used like the deer trails, like. Another yeah. another animal already like made it a lot easier for us to yeah. to find just the most important places to go. Don't wander off. Just follow the trail, you dummy. Okay, I got one last one. Backcountry. You've seen grizzlies. You've seen black bears and polar bears. Now meet the scariest bear of all, Shaky Cam Bear. <laughs> Shaky Bear. Dude, he was he was so good. He really was an anime bear. He was like, <laughs> with the speed lines. Yeah, so that's uh, that's most of our episode. Uh, all we got now is the outro. Thank you all for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave us a review on Apple. Or just a rating. It's podcast. You don't have to write anything. Just leave that star rating. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, make sure to share it with a friend. That's another way we probably the the best way that we grow. If you mm-hmm. you know share this post on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is. That helps us out a lot, too. Make sure to support the show by becoming a patron for special exclusive horror movie talk content that we produce right after this. We're going to do an after pod and you don't get to listen to it unless you're a patron. And uh, so make sure and head on over there. Also, you can support us by clicking through the link at the top of our website that says buy stuff on Amazon. You buy stuff on Amazon and then a little fraction of that, not insubstantial, enough to make a difference, comes to our pocket. And uh, and that'll help us out a lot. Again, special thanks to Stephen M. I appreciate you and all of the feedback that you give us. For everyone else, listen, we really like it when you reach out to us, talk to us. It's been a nice week because Spotify released their, um, you know, their, you know, personal, like how much you've listened. And a bunch of you have given us like, you know, Magnus in Sweden. He was like, hey, check it out. I listen to you more than anyone else. Like 4,000 minutes. No, like, Magnus. His was like 7,000 minutes. I was like, I didn't this know year. we recorded that much. We didn't. Okay. We only recorded 4,000. He's listened to every episode twice, apparently. The dude's a badass. A badass. And, and are looking at, so the, the listeners on Spotify, they have their stats where it shows, here are your top five podcasts. It probably has like top five artists that you listen to and stuff. And it tells you how long you've listened to it. For the podcasters, it has the same thing, and it gives you a bunch of stats of, you know, this is how many listens you've got. This is, like, where your listeners are. Yeah. And it gives our top countries that listened, and ours are, number one, the U.S. America. Number two is the U.K. Mm -hmm. Three is Canada. And four is Sweden. (laughs) And I'm confident that well over half of those listens in Sweden are from Magnus. Yeah. 
It's great. We we appreciate everybody who's listening to us. We uh, we certainly appreciate you uh, wherever you are. But uh, but impressive far away places are super cool. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, and uh, and we'll see you next week. What what are we doing next? Are we doing Black Christmas next week? Yeah, black, the new uh, Black Christmas remake comes out this next week, so we will be reviewing it and dropping that on Wednesday. So check it out or wait for our review. And with that, you guys have an excellent week. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you really want to do something for me, then stop making this scene right now. Oh, God, I can't do this. I'm leaving. Assess the situation, and uh, I'm going.